0: That's the theme song. Ahoy, hoy Well, we did it. We got through this week somehow. I, I don't know. I'm sure it involved uh, magic, sorcery, voodoo. Magic the Gathering, maybe. Yeah, I think someone threw the right card. So thank you. Shout out to whoever dropped that that card i wish i knew more about magic the gathering to make clever references me too
1: i brought it up realizing that i know very little about I it. i would always just see it
0: being played uh in the comic shops i would go to when i'm just trying to browse i'm, like,
1: I'm just trying to buy comics man i'm
0: happy you're keeping this place open but <laughs> pardon me <laughs> i could uh, i would love to like write something at one point where I, I just feel like it's so stereotypical i could i could uh i could show how well i know that world just that uh you know, from a, from a distance. Right. Yes. What were you saying before? I, I was going so rightfully cut you off. It's okay. You were, uh, you're probably no, more I said pogs. It was rightfully. Yeah. Pogs. I did drop some slammers in my day, Daniel. I had a feeling that you might have. Yeah. I'm a, I definitely, uh, I remember some pogs. You were did a you slammer from way back.
1: I, I had a bunch. I don't think I really knew what to do with them. I think it was just, it was just like one of those things where it was like one of those fads that like, you just had them and you didn't necessarily know what you're doing with them, but
0: you just you knew you them. And then there was a heavier one and you would just slam yeah. it down on top of it and it would depend how they would land, I believe like face up or something like that. And uh, sometimes you could gamble pogs. It was yeah. gambling. I remember that the
1: supermarket that we went to growing up, the local supermarket, they I think it was a it was a talk of the town. That was uh, what it was called? Yeah, it was called Talk That's of the Town, but it was owned name. by owned by Shoprite. Oh. And they, at one point, they got in the pod game at the time because it was, it was such a hot, you know, commodity that yes. I remember getting a bunch from them and, like, the back of it had, like, a logo on it from the supermarket. Wow.
0: Do they have interest in graphic design?
1: <sighs> I want to say no. <laughs> like, they like I mean, they had designs on them, but I, I, I wish I could remember what they were. I wonder if I still have them. Like, I, I'm, I, I, like, I save literally everything. So I
0: ha- I'm saying I'm blown away by, uh, you know store brand pogs
1: yes that and that i think that's it for whatever reason that just sticks in my mind about pogs specifically they're really because hustling of, yeah because yeah exactly like you you, you gotta like, you can't knock the hustle like no, as, not at all. As, as weezer would you, would say, you can't
0: um use a slammer on the hustle
1: right well i don't know if they ha- see i i i don't know if they had i wish they had store brand slammers i don't know if they did but i they <laughs> definitely had pog for sure
0: store brand slammers is a very fun thing to hear and say
1: maybe that needs to be like a new album name or something like that or a band name. Uh, I feel That's like true. that, that should you're be working on time.
0: something right now, Dan, it, you know, it's not too late. It's...
1: I had a title, but maybe I need to rethink that. Maybe. It was a
0: great title, but you may have topped it.
1: Yeah. Uh, I think I'll have to make that change. Whatever
0: the title's going to be, it's going to have to be a lot better than store brand slammer. So good luck. <laughs> exactly.
1: I have, I have, I have some big, uh, Big shoes to fill as as... The bar as, has been set, yeah.
0: so if it comes out being titled something else, you know, it really must be a hell of a title.
1: For sure. Yeah. We'll, we'll see. I'm gonna write uh, I'm gonna write it down. I have to I definitely have to keep keep notes yeah. of that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> We're getting older, memory goes away quick.
1: Mine does for sure. I remember store brand pogs, but something yeah, specific that I need to remember that's important to my yeah, life. Like what that, to buy at the store.
0: Right. Like, you're like, can you show me to the store brand pogs? Yes. Oh, sir, pogs haven't been a thing in a decade. Uh,
1: or at this point, most ge- uh, younger generations have no clue what they are. So they would right. just be like looking at you like, I have no idea what you're talking and about. And that store is closed, it sounds like, right? It doesn't exist. I, yeah, yeah. I, I think. I mean, It yeah, never think, existed, right? I mean, whoa. what? <laughs> <laughs> I, did, did, I, did I imagine it? Maybe. I don't know. Maybe That's I had true. a dream about it. Maybe I dreamt it. It's
0: good to dream.
1: It's good. To, it's good to dream about pogs
0: you know it keeps you lively keeps the the, that memory that we're losing so much strong
1: i dreamed of pogs will be a song name
0: yeah i think that was a twilight zone episode
1: (laughs) that was one of the newer ones right that was one of the 90s ones right yeah i have something relevant to
0: say but i feel like uh we got we got to introduce ourselves sure yeah because i you know what if this is your first time listening big pick up on south street fans listening to this episode they don't know who they are why why are we talking about pogs? Yeah, they don't know that you got a gentleman Joey on the line and you got our good friend Dan also just on the line. Yes just, yeah, just me. Well the contest is still running.
1: Yeah, it's still open. Yeah. The the, yeah. the, 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 the telephone phone lines are still open. So
0: not for much longer though. Yeah. When people yeah. are getting tired and uh yeah. the budget's running out. We gotta pay these people.
1: Yeah. All all of our tote bags that we've been selling are running out that we've been you know, if you subscribe and and answer it like, you know, like uh, PBS does, you know, we'll we'll be running out of those soon. So you better uh, get your calls in.
0: Dan, we got stickers coming next week. We do. I w- and I'm now, now I think we need some tote bags too to go with we them. Get, I, you know, I, tote bags are always like, they sound great in theory, but then it, when it comes time to design them, you're like, what do you do? But I think we actually have a great tote bag logo. Totally, yeah. To- totally, oh,
1: to- to- Totally. yes. Totally, Uh Wow, I, I don't know why I instantly said totally and didn't even think about the the connection I was making. So that was that was good.
0: That's um, called genius, my friend. Yeah, it, sometimes it, it just, comes, man. It, it conjures just, itself. It just happens.
1: Um, the molecules
0: yeah. of time.
1: Tote bags. Uh, I mean, even
0: really, the whole artwork could be a tote bag. Maybe we'll put a a, a pole out there.
1: Yeah, we could do even like, like a the fans, like a di- like a cut. Of of just that, so it's not necessarily like a huge bag. It's actually cut in the in the the shape of our logo, and it also happens to be a bag.
0: Oh, that would be cool.
1: Yeah, I'm sure we have those
0: capabilities. Yeah,
1: in 2021, we have we have to have the technology for that. Yes, if not, what are we doing here? We 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 got here too quickly. We'll 3D print them then. At that point,
0: yes, I don't have a 3D printer, but I have a, a regular printer that I just put some ink into today. That's good. Yes. That's a start. It, you got to start somewhere. A, pain in the ass i had to do like run all sorts of like clean clean prompts on it i don't even know how to put that but like i had to like hit buttons that made it somehow clean internally and then it eventually printed so i got to print notes today for this that's good yeah it was exciting yeah that's not why i got the ink but it was a perk
1: i I was gonna say yeah, just added bonus that you happen to that's basically how i like to
0: operate is just at an added bonus level
1: so I wanted to mention, since it, it's it's fresh in my mind, as I'm sure you saw it, but uh, some, some sad news of... Uh, I
0: knew this was coming. I was going to yeah. bring it up myself, and, and we're, we're sorry to have possibly jinxed it. I feel bad because our, yeah. the episode where we talk about the man will come out posthumously. Mm-hmm. We would have paid a, a finer tribute, uh, but the, the plum, plumber himself, plumb man, yes. Christopher Plummer, no longer with us.
1: Yeah, a very fine actor, a very long career. Yes. Um, and uh, and ninety one, I, I believe. Ninety one, yeah. And yeah. I, 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 even watched. Uh, I watched Dragnet this morning. Uh, Wonderful. In, in honor, because uh, that was one of my favorite movies growing up. As I think we've mentioned. I was um, going to say,
0: everyone, please go ahead and light your Jesus candle and uh, watch Dragnet.
1: Yes, if you have not seen it, it is a fantastic. Um, we did comedy. hype it
0: that 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 one episode, but uh, you know, maybe maybe we'll get to a Dragnet episode at some point yeah. too.
1: I mean, there is definitely some. Connect- I could I could argue a, a connection because of because of Jack Webb because Jack Webb actually was in uh, some film noir that was pre uh, Dragnet even, and so we could we could trace the line. We of- did one, didn't we? Well, he was in it. Yes, that's true. He was in um what's it called um. One we just did a couple of weeks ago, and I can't remember. This might be
0: why we even brought up Dragnet to begin with. Probably. I I haven't edited the episode yet, so it's not fresh in my mind. But but. obviously
1: my memory, as as we've uh, just established, (laughs) is not very good. But he was also in a, uh, he did like a, I guess you could argue it's film noir, but it was like a police procedural movie. I think it was called like, He Walked by Night or something like that, I think it's called. That sounds familiar. I mean, it sounds like a, it sounds like a film noir.
0: I mean, if it's a noir, that's the time to walk
1: it is yes it, yes and he wasn't because i think he had like he was either like a writer for it no he's in it he was definitely in it but oh it, it was because he like was a part of this movie and then there was a dragnet quote-unquote in the movie and somehow oh, no, i think this, this inspired i think in some way inspired of the tv show at some point
0: wee-oo, wee-oo.
1: but yeah so that was the, that was the origin that was 1948 but anyway yeah dragnet the 87 movie Starring Dan Aykroyd and Tom Hanks is a great film, and Christopher Plummer plays an amazing character in that movie. I mean, one
0: of the first sort of TV remakes into a movie of its time, you know, that became more commonplace in the, the early aughts, for sure. I would say. Oh, yeah. But even in the 90s, he had like a Brady Bunch movie and things like that. But Yeah, I mean, sure. None of them really had the uh, ambition that Dragnet did, though.
1: Well, I I think you're right though. I think like when I think back to to the way Dragnet is,
0: probably Super Super Mario Brothers. But that, I mean, that's I, sort I love of that a different movie. thing. Yeah, I
1: love that movie. <laughs> um, but uh, but dra- making a parallel between the Dragnet movie and the Brady Bunch movies makes a lot of sense. In a sense that I feel like it comes from a place of love, but like inter- it kind of taking it like out of context into like the 80s or into the 90s um and you're kind of like poking fun at it but like in a loving way but yeah. and you're kind of harkening back to like you're kind of seeing the humor in like some of the like the little like uh tropes of that of those specific eras uh, and, and i think both of them kind of do that in their own way but in kind of a similar uh fashion i think Dragnet, like you said is kind of maybe like an earlier example of that where it's like they're definitely poking fun at like the very serious nature of dragnet of how that was. Yeah, if
0: you were like a hardcore Dragnet TV show fan, you probably would fucking hate the movie. let's
1: well, thing I did, I loved the original Dragnet, but I also loved the movie. I, it was it is weird, like I like both of them in their own way. Did you
0: see the movie after or before? Great question. Um cuz I could see like seeing the movie and then be like, "Yeah, Dragnet's a good time." I mean, I I, I probably saw the movie myself. first. I probably saw the movie first. I at least like watched the full the full movie before seeing like a full episode because I remember mm-hmm. flipping through a lot. And Dragnet would be there. You catch the end of it where they, you know, bum, 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 bum.
1: and the guy walks in the thing and he's got he's holding the, the thing and yeah, which is yeah, yeah. great. I, I remember I used to watch um, consequences
0: was, at the end of your TV shows. What a cool thing!
1: Exactly, and and it's funny because they 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 poke fun of that in the movie in the oh, yeah. movie. Like they poke a lot of fun at the at the, the voiceover kind of stuff. Um, I I guess I'd
0: be curious, like, how much love Dan Aykroyd and and co. had for the original Dragnet, you know? I think he probably really, I mean, he was one of the writers on it, so. Exactly. I I, I feel like. There there is, like, there's some references in there that are, like, so thorough. It's like you had to have interacted with the show somehow. I I just, I'd be so curious. I mean, you you would kind of have to think so just because Aykroyd, like, putting himself in that kind of role, like. He sells it too. I mean his, yeah. his, like,
1: I mean, even though he's the nephew of, of Joe Friday or whatever, sure. but like he sells that like real like straight laced, like fast talking, like procedural kind of, you know, by the book. Uh, you think cop. we could
0: uh, we can get Aykroyd on the podcast for our Dragnet lo- I episode?
1: Would, I would love that. That'd be that would be amazing if we could do, if we could do something like that. I I know also, one of our
0: vast listeners knows Aykroyd, so Somebody's give, got to. Give a call. Let us know.
1: I was thinking about how I, I remember watching Dragnet on VHS when I was a kid. And I was thinking about how I, I would rent it all the time and never owned it until I think I remember. Uh, do you remember Movies Unlimited, the old uh, movie store? It was a competitor to Blockbuster and West Coast Video. It was like uh, a wild WoW video.
0: I don't think so. So maybe, uh, maybe they weren't. I'm from the woods. From. So like right. every, we had local video stores. Right. You'd have to go like, 30 to 45 minutes to find a blockbuster
1: oh okay because we had we had a bunch in my town but one of them was called movies unlimited and i think it still sort of exists in some capacity but anyway isn't that uh, like an app now
0: it might be i mean like i I, that like where you get like your digital movies like when you buy like a blu-ray with a digital download isn't that movies unlimited yes so i think that's what it it is i think
1: they've i think they transitioned to wow that's uh, awesome yeah more of like an online presence i think that's what they're still you know that what they've kind of grown to but yeah back in the day they actually had a brick and mortar store in, in my town and it was huge and they it was a rental place and it was actually it's funny because it was actually right across from a blockbuster uh which wow. is pretty funny but um anyway when they were closing because they went out of business when the brick and mortar stores closed and, it, and they were liquidating everything in the store so I remember going there and buying a bunch of VHS tapes and and I bought like moving with Richard Pryor which I, I still have nice. and I love um and I bought Dragnet they had Dragnet and I, and I remember buying it there and th- that's just a memory that always stuck with me. And I was, even while I was watching it this morning, I was thinking of like, you know, it's just, it's so weird how far you kind of come in a way of of just like film experience, just how you're experiencing films. And like, you know, from when you're younger and like how you remember them, but how you saw them versus now, which is way different. And now I have this really We've lived through Blu-ray. so
0: many format changes, right. um, you know, from VHS to DVD to Blu-ray, where we're seeing 4K becoming more of a thing, which... Feel you like had HD a better name,
1: yeah. You had HD movie uh, yep. films for a while. You had laser discs. You know, you had Beta,
0: ultraviolet. Remember that was ultraviolet. Yeah, the Ultra one? Violet, yeah. Yep. Uh, you know, wasn't really interacting with a lot of those formats. But uh, I feel like you know Blu-ray the big Ray's three, pretty good. Yeah, I think the big three: like, VHS, yeah. DVD, Blu-ray. Definitely, those are the ones. Um, video store liquidations. What a depressing time, but what a what a great thing at the same time because you would yeah. really could make some killings, especially when you uh, there'd be movies you would rent so much like a Dragnet. Right. Right. And then when you finally got it, it was like, wow, you know, full circle. Talk about full circle.
1: Exactly. And you have the, all the, all the sti- you know, the, the good little, like, you know, circular, you know, kind Rewind kind of stickers on them. Yeah, and like it would still, have, still you know, stay those, yeah. a part
0: of where right. it came from. It left a, a scar, if you will. Right.
1: Yeah. I mean, that one, I think, was one of the earlier ones to go. Because I think just because I guess they were, like, obviously, like, in competition with some of, you know, like Blockbuster and other other, you know, places, even though. They didn't go. They evolved. That's all. Exactly. Well, at least as far as I mean, like, yeah, I the, don't have a blockbuster app. I do. You don't have that. <laughs> and I, I didn't keep it. You didn't go to the one in Alaska that I think is still open. Uh, I, think, I think we lost them. Oh, did uh, did that? I think we finally lost him. Yeah. Well, I have been to I've been to Scarecrow Video in Seattle, which is an amazing uh, independent one. I went when I was in Seattle. Nice. I went to that one. That one, it's like almost I think it's like two stories. Like it's like it's you know yeah. so there's the lower level and you can actually go up on on there's like a I guess I would consider it like a balcony or a mezzanine level um, of a second floor. But that was such a cool. That was like one of the first places we went to when we me and my buddy visited there, and it was it was amazing. And I, I honestly like I didn't want to leave. I really didn't want to leave the. Can imagine. Because, and I tried to buy stuff from them. I was just like, I, I really want to like, I, cause I literally, I, there was like, a, they had a criterion that that was out of print and they had multiple copies. I was like, look, I was like, you know, I want to buy this. Like I have cash. Like what, you know, what, what do I need to do to like try to buy this? And they just, they weren't having, it. I understand why. But like, I, I was like, look, I'm from New Jersey. Like I'm all the way out here. Like, yeah, you know, I try to I try to make a case, but um, but yeah, I still appreciate that they're there, and I, I want to give them a shout out. They're still they're still going going strong, hanging hanging in there, doing. You didn't rentals. you didn't
0: tell me we're the host out of the podcast.
1: This was pre out of the podcast. I wish now I should now I should go back and say exactly. Uh, look, look look guys, I, I can give you some some good uh it's a good PR. We um, just did yeah, yeah listen exactly to
0: episode nine
1: right yeah. we're episode nine I think yeah we're episode nine yeah we're. Feeling fine. Yeah, episode nine feeling fine, but yeah.
0: But, when uh, I lived in uh, Portland, Oregon, speaking of the Pacific Northwest, mm-hmm. they had a lot of, it was in, insane the amount of video stores They had uh, Movie Madness was one I remember quite well. Mm-hmm. Um, they had like, you know, a lot of like movie props and stuff there too, which was I love that kind of fantastic. stuff. So yeah, I it was, you'd always here like these video stores in these cities and you'd get so excited and boy, if Philadelphia doesn't have anything like that, <laughs> it's such a bummer. No. It's a, it's a shame. It, it really is. Like you wish
1: that like, you know, I've, I've, I've honestly even thought about opening one up for, for the longest time. Like that's something that I've always wanted like to do, yeah. like, like, like whether it was just rental or like doing rentals and, you know, stuff for purchase uh, and like doing like a hybrid, you know, doing like, you know, having film screenings or, you know, doing some other type of media along with it just to like have, you know, to build a community. Cause I know that the community's out there. It's just having a place to have people kind of, come to because i know that there's a lot of vhs tape swaps and stuff like that and in philly like i've I've been to them and stuff like that which is cool Mm -hmm. but you know having maybe a little bit more of like that presence like that kind of standard destination destination yes so um yeah who knows maybe in the future maybe post pandemic whenever whenever that is
0: oh i can just jump right into it that's great yeah i support that
1: yeah gotta just gotta make it happen you need a clerk i'll work there yeah man, I I will. You you'll be the you'll be the first hire. Or I mean even better, yeah, we we can go in it together. We'll, uh, oh, okay.
0: Yeah, I didn't want to assume. But I was just going to work no, no. It but, Oh, no. but wow, this is great. No, yeah, I got to get a promotion. Exactly. Yep. Hey, you can call my I'm, mom. I'm I'm
1: uh, you know, you're you're getting moved up 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 the corporate ladder right now. Look at me. Yep. Wow. Gee golly. Yep. You have I I know all your uh, credentials, so you
0: you're you're hired. <laughs> Thanks, boss. Yep. I appreciate that. I actually used to work a credentialing job, so I understand. Oh, really? The hustle. Yeah, that was like three jobs ago two jobs
1: ago so you would check on other people's credentials
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> what that a sounds,
1: life yeah as i was like "Say that's pretty interesting it was all right
0: met some good people
1: did yeah. they have good credentials the people that you met
0: you know what i didn't <laughs> check <laughs>
1: <laughs> the jokes write themselves
0: yeah from real life too yeah. uh i think that's all i got the week was okay for you there's some snow. Oh boy, uh, was there some
1: snow! Besides the snow, yeah, yeah, the week wasn't too bad. Yeah, nothing really exciting. I mean, snow. I mean, thinking about snow normally, like I'm not really a fan. But the fact that it is the pandemic still, and like I'm, you know, not really going out as much, it didn't necessarily like affect me as much personally. Just because, like, normally, like you, you have to like go out, go to work, you have to like go to you know get things that you need. But now it's just like you're kind of you're already kind of in your cocoon anyway, so it's like it, n- nothing really changed uh, to to an extent. So. Yeah, I didn't really feel that. Enjoy
0: that. that. I, you should enjoy that because yeah, I'm still still going to work uh, in this training period I'm in where I have oh. to show up. So
1: Yeah, that's a bummer.
0: And then like shoveling out a spot so beautifully. And then, man, you'd have to see people like in that spot. It's like watching someone with like an X. It's, yeah. It's just like, this is what you did with that?
1: You didn't that put like a, like a lawn chair out or something like that. Like I normally would see in, in- – I city. mean, you know,
0: I I wish I could believe in an eight-hour-long chair, but it just <laughs> I can't. Oh, you you haven't heard my punk band, Eight Hour Long Chair. <laughs> <laughs> that used to be uh, how you'd get concert tickets, right?
1: Eight-hour-long chair, yeah, that is back in it, my day. Yeah. I mean that was I mean, not plot. my day. I
0: never I never had to do that, but
1: I think that was also the plot of Rock and Roll High School too, right? It was it was when uh, Riff in that movie, you know, was trying to get Ramone's tickets, and she sat outside and. And waited over, probably over eight hours to get tickets. Um, I don't know if you're a fan of that movie, but I, um, I like it. I'm a, I'm a huge fan. So um,
0: I like that. I love the Ramones way more than. Uh, yeah. Movie, oh, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's a good time. I've watched it a few times in my life. Uh, I don't think a Ramones show would really sell out. Do you? Yeah, I think. It, I mean, back then, or are you talking about now? Both. Both. Yeah, I think. Nah, honestly, I think maybe they'd have a better chance now. You just hear I, I, like you watch the documentaries and stuff, and they're just like, yeah, no one ever showed up to these shows. I think like they were well attended, probably, but like, yeah, I don't know. I'm sure maybe I, there's a couple cities where it's like modes are gonna sell out, but well, it's I don't know. It,
1: it's funny that we we actually got in here because I, I watched I watched uh, pick up on South Street last night, and then afterwards I decided to watch uh, the Year of Punk Broke the uh, the like the music you know documentary slash concert film. And uh, a lot of it's obviously like Sonic Youth and Nirvana heavy because that was kind of the, the, you know, the intent, I think, for, you know, at least commercially, like what DGC wanted to do. That but was
0: the year that punk broke.
1: That was officially that year. But <laughs> Ramones, Ramones played a bunch of festival dates in Europe because that's all the dates were in Europe. And just, uh, just watching them play in 91 is weird in, in front of a festival bet, crowd.
0: See, I bet Europe they could sell out.
1: Yeah, I mean, it was already, I think, a built-in crowd, but I think people were probably digging on it, especially just because of, like, it was like later on, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like people had more time to really, I think, appreciate and sit with it. And, and, and Ramones kind of got built up. So that was more of like a, you know, a reunion of sorts. And I think people were maybe more keen on it then than they would have been uh, back in the maybe late 70s. But they were talking about, I was watching, like a, there was like an interview piece with, um, like it was like 10 years after with like Thurston Moore and, and Lee Ronaldo. And uh, I think uh, Jay Maskus was there and a couple other people. And uh, they're talking about, when the Ramones played and they were all kind of sitting down in front of like the stage area, there's like that gap where like the security is. And he said like Kurt Cobain was like, so like pumped to, to watch the Ramones play. Uh, Cause this is the first time he said he was ever seeing them. And he, oh, nice. and, Thur- and Thurston was saying that how he just kind of sat with like his legs folded and had like his head down like this and our, our listeners can't see it, but uh, his head was kind of down and he was just like listening and like taking it all in. So, but I can't imagine that experience of like sitting there like at like a giant stadium, seeing the Ramones and just like sitting there and just really just like listening and like internalizing in the way that like her was. Cause I'm sure it was a big moment for him, you know, obviously first time seeing him. I never got to see the Ramones, but um, I can imagine what that experience would would have been like, you know, especially for him at that time too. It's like such an influential band, obviously, but like a band that I I love too. It just like, it must've been like a ridiculous experience, especially with all that. I mean, it's such a large crowd too in the background. Um, So yeah, it's just weird that how we kind of all got to, Somehow got to the Ramones, and, and last night I happened to be watching stuff about with the Ramones. So
0: that's good. Do you ever yeah. see End of the Century, that documentary?
1: No, I haven't. Um, I, I, you know what? There are a lot of uh, Ramones documentaries that I've been wanting to see, like just like even like like l- little ones that I've I've been meaning to watch and just haven't seen.
0: Throw down everything. This is the Ramones documentary. Okay. Somehow they get all of them right before they die. Like right before Joey dies. Like I think he died like months later after he was done filming it. Um. Mm-hmm incredible just just so good
1: awesome yeah I'll, I'll definitely check that i'll see if it's uh if it's online somewhere i'll I'll check it out it's somewhere i mean i do love end of the century the record i, I think that record's really uh fascinating i think I, if i had to pick a favorite i'd go back and forth but i i really like road to ruin i i feel like that's i know it might be a weird record but like i no, love
0: i think that's mine as well is honestly. it yeah, yeah.
1: I, I feel like because that was right where they hit that sweet spot of like they were still like in that punk mode, obviously but they really started getting almost like there's parts of it that reminds me of like big star like it's very like very like poppy but like it's just really good like that real power pop really started to come like really shine through on that record and like and, and you could hear like dynamically it wasn't just like the straight ahead punk it was like the melody was there there's a lot of like yeah no, no that's what it is going like, on
0: the uh like joey was kind of in his best place right uh, i agree vocally, yeah, yeah. I mean, really, they all were like you know. Of course, the, the songwriting was could only evolve so much, but right. Um, but you but felt I, it though. You could but feel the, it, just yeah. the experience was there, and I feel like that was kind of like, especially with that lineup peak. Yeah, peak for promotes. sure. Peak indeed. But you know, you're, you're good as long as Dee Dee's there. Really. One two three four. I was e. like e. King. You listen to his rap album. I know. I know all about that. Yes, I do. <laughs> wait, wait till <laughs> that comes up in the documentary. What a great time.
1: I I was. Hoping you wouldn't bring it up, but I guess I guess now that you brought it up, yes, I I do know about it.
0: He's like basically just like a rap, a rap, rap, rap. <laughs> <laughs> what a what
1: a really odd time. What a great time. I mean shout out to Didi
0: Ramon. Great bassist. Yeah, great songwriter too. Great songwriter, I mean he was really yeah. behind a lot of that stuff.
1: He kept the time, man. He did. <laughs> Every song.
0: He probably did a pickup on South Street, right? This is an amazing transition. You know he, Probably. I bet you, some a, honestly, <laughs> probably some, some version for sure. South Street was in uh, New York, South Street?
1: Yes. I got to say, I was, I was a little bit disappointed that it wasn't about South Street in Philadelphia. Like, it wasn't I, like a pickup at like Repo Records or something like that.
0: I understand. You know, I don't know if Repo was around in the 40s.
1: Probably not. It was probably like Repo Vitriola or something <laughs> like that.
0: <laughs> so this is a pickup on South Street, Samuel mm-hmm. Fuller. I think it's the latest
1: one we've done so far, by the way, I was I, it, that hit me. I think it's the latest movie we've watched so far. Is it? I think so. Nineteen fifty-three. Okay, see, I said forties. It
0: is fifty-three.
1: Yeah, yep. it's fifty-three. Yeah, I think it is. I think it's the late because because Sunset Boulevard was fifty.
0: Welcome to the fifties. We're dealing with communism. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> here, here we are. Here we are, at long last. Our noir has communism, um, but it also has pickups, uh, pickpockets, which is a good time. Yes. Uh, a little, some fun facts. So we got our boy, our boy Daryl Zanuck is back. Yes, he we're, is. We're at 20th Century Fox. Fuller was under contract with them, and he was trying to get uh, him to do a movie called Blaze of Glory*, which was about a woman lawyer who was falling in love with a criminal she was defending.
1: Mm-hmm. *Blades uh, of Glory*, right? Yes, He uh, so said, exactly. said, said, said *Blades of Glory*.
0: I did. They tried, They eventually made that film. <laughs> the, yeah. The, See, yeah,
1: I knew they. Yeah, I mean that. That's yeah. I knew they made it eventually. Yeah, they were waiting um, for Will Ferrell.
0: It's true. So then until then, they were like, let's call it Blaze of Glory and have (laughs) it be about a woman lawyer uh, or a lawyer. I don't know. I'm just reading the description. uh, We can all be lawyers. Yes. Uh, Samuel Fuller was he was a is a crime reporter. So he was kind of familiar with criminal cases and knew that they could take a long time to play out. So he wanted to do something about a little a little lower run criminal, like a pickpocket, if you will. So that's Mm -hmm. how this came about. And because of also his days as a crime reporter and his time in New York City, that's what brought us to South Street in New York. Mm-hmm. Fuller had Detective Dan Champion of the New York City Police Department help research with the background material to help add realism to the story. And the role of Tiger, the police detective, was based on Champion, who had been suspended without salary for six months for manhandling a suspect. Wow. I
1: was just going to say, I I, I, that, I was wondering if they, if they that was the connection, if, if the fact that they had Dan as the... The one detective i wonder if that was because of the guy that was giving that that kind of background so that yeah that's interesting
0: absolutely uh there was a lot of actresses up for the part uh, including marilyn monroe shelly winters ava gardner and then uh betty grable uh was have gonna be involved uh she wanted a dance number written in <laughs> 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 which they refused they're like yeah we're not gonna do that that would have um, been a weird tone Absolutely. And then eventually she was just like, okay, you don't need the dance number. I'll do it. But then like, we've, we've cast someone. Thank Sorry. you. But thank you, but no. <laughs> so that's how we ended up with uh, who we ended up with. Jean Peters.
1: Who's awesome in this movie. Um, Amazing. And the one, and honestly the one character that I really felt for in this, because everyone else I did not like, but I really felt for her. That was the one character I really felt for in this, in this story. Yeah. Uh, maybe Mo yeah I, I would say to an extent mo as well uh, I'll, I'll get into why I think i, I later on i don't want i don't want to get too hard, far ahead of herself, but yes the, the, she's definitely the well, one character, yeah the one character that I was I was I'd say in particular that I, I felt for
0: absolutely you can and she did such a, a great job yes there was a lot of uh, trouble with the script, but from the production code, it was deemed unacceptable by them because mm-hmm. of all the excessive brutality because. As you'll see, uh, people, especially Gene Peters, gets beat the fuck up.
1: That's what I was going to talk That's probably why I was going to talk about it, because there was some brutality in this that I was not expecting. Like, Yeah. Like, I mean, this was, is this was my first time watching this movie, and I was honestly like very, very surprised. It's pretty. Uh,
0: it gets pretty dark, for sure. Yes.
1: Not expecting that.
0: So they had to revise the script, and they also had to reshoot a particular scene where Gene Peters and uh, Richard Kiley are 1st each other for loot, and they, they thought it was a little too risque.
1: You're a little too frisky. <laughs> Got
0: a little too frisky with them. Uh, yeah. frisk. FBI director J. Edgar Hoover had lunch with Fuller and Zanook and said how much he hated Fuller's work, especially Pick Up on South Street. He, didn't, he objected to Widmark's unpatriotic character, especially in his line, are you waving the flag at me? With the scene with the... Which was federal. a great
1: line. I mean, absolutely, a, good, that, a great line.
0: And Zanuck backed Fuller up, telling him that uh, Hoover knew nothing of making movies, but they removed references to the FBI and the film's advertising as a result.
1: Yeah, I did hear that. That's, that's interesting that they really completely just removed... And even, yeah, in the movie itself, I mean, they don't even mention the FBI at all yeah. in the film. Like, they, they 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 just... They allude to it, but they never mention it. And you kind of, like, infer later on in the film. But, like, yeah, you don't really... They don't really say like, oh, FBI agent, you know, Zara or, or whatever. You don't really get that.
0: <laughs> well, we're viewers. We're smart. We know what we're doing.
1: Yeah. I figured it out eventually.
0: There you go. a boy. Uh, we had Marilyn Monroe. She sat in on a rehearsal actually. And mm-hmm. uh, for the role of candy, she was actually friends with Gene Peters. They mm-hmm. had a very close friendship. So that
1: Yeah, I Yeah. I, as much as I, I, I really like Marilyn Monroe, we're also birthday buds. Um, but I, I just don't see her in this role. I, I just like, yeah. Like I feel like, I, I, I don't feel like it would have been right.
0: Well, that's also what Samuel Fuller thought. He said that uh he told her that her overwhelming sensuality was wrong for the story.
1: That's a, that's a way to put it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like I, I feel like I did appreciate the kind of like earthiness that I feel like Gene kind of gave it. I think that you know, really kind of sold it. And Absolutely. I don't know, I, yeah, I don't know if if mm-hmm. Marilyn Monroe it seemed a little bit too much of like this like, huge presence that I feel like may have overshadowed or maybe like didn't necessarily, would have grabbed the same way, I think.
0: I don't think the communists could have gotten her so easily.
1: <laughs> yes, exactly.
0: This movie was shot in 20 days. Wow. Which kind of makes sense. I mean, yeah, it's lean.
1: It's a lean, mean fighting machine of There's a There's only so many
0: like set pieces. You know, you go to right. the docks enough times. The, time the, so the, the to amazing shack that, what's the name, that Skip lives in. Love it. Skip McCoy. Um, and my, my final fun fact is Alan Reed, who played an uncredited detective, is better known as the cartoon voice of Fred Flintstone my <laughs> Great cartoon. Yeah, that just came out on Blu-ray, the complete series. Oh, did it? I must have yeah. missed that. Was, that. was that Warner? Just Archive? just came out, yeah. Oh. I believe they still have the Hanna-Barbera license.
1: Yes, which is a good license. Or own it, right? They, is it even a license it, yeah. when you just got the yeah. straight-up company? Yeah, they have, they have free Hanna-Barbera,
0: they... now dead, right? Both of them? We just lost uh, yeah. one of
1: them. I mean, that, those were, for me, like, those were it. Like, those were the cartoons, like, I grew up on, even though, like, I'm younger than a, a lot of the ones that were, like, from the heyday, but, or, like, the 60s and 70s. But, like, that, I, I love them. I absolutely love them to this day.
0: Do you love it more than Honeymooners?
1: Yeah, see, I was never really big on the Honeymooners. I never, I just never really watched it. I, I feel like they, it just didn't really, like, grab me um, as much. I mean, I liked a lot of older shows, but just that was one I just never really watched. Okay. Yeah, I think I probably watched Flintstones a lot more. That, that's probably where, where my head was at.
0: There wasn't enough green aliens in. Uh, exactly. Raiders.
1: No no dinosaurs and no green aliens. So what Was that guy's
0: main. name G- uh, Gizmo? Yeah. Gazoo, Gazoo. 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 <laughs> I knew it, I knew it had a G. My favorite trope, adding aliens. Is, is there any alien noirs? No, that, oh, that would be Is good. that the movie we need to write? That would be awesome. Yeah.
1: And and considering all like the, you know, the thing with, you know, Project Blue Book and all the you know, Area 51 stuff, you think that, like, since that happened in 47, it would be be prime for the combination of noir and and, uh, aliens. So, yeah, I mean, I I would like to do some research. Like, I I never really thought about that, but that would be interesting. I wonder if if that exists in some capacity.
0: Maybe we need to edit this part out for our our too good of an idea. We'll we'll censor it. We'll just bleep it out. (laughs) Maybe we'll all work on it together, right? And then we'll just put our (laughs) names on it. Exactly. So we opened on a, a crowded New York City subway train great opening shot with the great with the opening train. shot it's there's no dialogue for the longest time which is always a good time yes. like it when it gets artsy here at the, on the yeah. podcast you for know sure. immediately that'll put you a, you know that'll get you a criterion right yeah I, I feel like it's it's
1: it really pulls you in like it, as a device it really does it mean, at least it does for me like it, like when you see that and you're just like what's this action like why am i like looking at these like little things and these like little nuances and stuff like that And you really it really kind of engages you so
0: yeah you're forced to focus as opposed right. to kind of just you know Laying back, and then the dialogue do the work. Right,
1: you're like, "What is going on? Who are these people? Why are they here? What What are they doing?"
0: <laughs> and on that opening scene, you see a soldier who leaves the train. He's wearing a big red one patch uh, mm-hmm. from the First Infantry Division, which is Samuel Fuller's infantry during World War ii mm-hmm. And he actually later made a movie about that called "The Big Red One"
1: from yes. 1980. You seen that one? I have not. I have heard of it, but I have not seen it. You big Fuller head. See, that's the thing. I don't know if I've seen that many. I think this might be one of the first, if not the first, I've ever seen of his. Like, I'm aware of a lot of his movies, but, like, I don't know if I've ever seen any of his other ones, surprisingly.
0: Naked Kiss? No, I, I know it. I just, I've never seen it. Dan, we got to do Naked Kiss. I've also never seen it, but I think that's more reason for us to do it. Hey, there's a movie that people like that we've never done. There's
1: that. There's Shot Corridor. There's... um. Is Shot Corridor noir? Or is that, that might be one of those Lucy's. Yeah, I feel like that would be more of a loose one. That's I think that's more of like a psychological, like thriller, almost like thriller kind of thing more than anything, not necessarily like a no, uh, noir. Sure,
0: maybe that'll be in the deeper episodes. Episode 103, Shock Corridor. Yep. Coming at you whenever we get to that. Well, they're, both, they're both Criterion. So,
1: I mean, that, I mean. Oh, yeah. I mean, this one's Criterion, and then uh, Shock Corridor and Naked uh, uh, Kiss are, are, are Criterion as well. I just haven't gotten around to them.
0: Yeah, he's, he's, he's done some good stuff. He did a lot of great Westerns as well, which was kind of how he started.
1: Yeah, he did 40 Guns, I think they just put out on Criterion. I was actually curious to, to watch because I, I do I do love the Westerns.
0: His debut was I Shot Jesse James, which was, was a big, big debut. Yeah, I definitely stuff.
1: would like to give more of a chance, I mean, especially after seeing this. I mean, this definitely, like, I'd say piqued my interest a bit. Did um, you
0: like it, Dan? I guess that we can ask that, right? I did. I mean – it's, I'm not saying this is a classic, but it's just a, it's a very entertaining film. I think that
1: and, and yes, that that is is what I would say. Like I was entertained. Like it was 80 minutes long. It it held my attention through it. Uh, I think the characters are really good. Um, as far as like the way they portrayed them and the plot was was interesting. I, I like the angle because you really. I mean, now you really see at this time because it's 53. You really see the shift from like the the true like noir during the war and post war versus, you know, and the way and what was being portrayed on screen. And a lot of it was, you know, you got these GIs coming home and like, and some of those elements kind of come into the, into Noir and, you know, <laughs> their former military and stuff like that. But now you're seeing the shift where now you're getting a little bit further distance from the war. And now you're seeing that the climate of the times is more of the, the Red Scare type of stuff, McCarthy, the, those kind of things kind of coming in. And you really see that shift, and you see it through this movie, and I, and I like that it it, it kind of takes that angle. And there's some other film noirs I'm sure we'll get to that kind of have that element uh, as well in, into like more of like the like I'd say you know more of the atom age or like that type of kind of environment. And I, and I thought that was interesting, just bringing that in, into the noir. I thought was interesting.
0: That's just it. I mean, it's an era where you know they weren't as plentiful, and and so and right. Also, because there's just so many new influences and things happening in the world that yeah, it, it just kind of It's interesting to see this kind of noir take on on these themes, you know, of like the, the 50s McCarthyism and all that. Right.
1: Well, I think the one thing that really struck me, I mean, this being, I think, probably the first full movie that I can remember that I've seen, is that a lot in this movie, and I don't know if he's done it in other films, I noticed that he does a lot with the camera in a way where he doesn't show you everything in the frame and you don't realize till late in the scene or at the very end of the scene that someone else is in in the room with the people that you're seeing. So like mm-hmm. you, the camera will be focused on maybe a, like two characters and then as the scene develops and towards the end it'll move or someone will come into frame you're like this guy was there the whole time like
0: like like <laughs> Well what like with this beginning with the, with the crowded yeah. scene like they, you know you just see uh, Candy who's Gene Peters and mm-hmm. uh, Skip McCoy, Richard Winmark, and then all of a sudden you see oh there's these cops or agents you know trailing yeah. her.
1: Mm-hmm. So G men g stand for government 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 man. that's government. all that is g man means government man yeah like as in like a government agent like a cia or fbi that's kind of disappointing i'm sorry to say yeah well you know how i do love the lingo from the 40s and 50s so um, <laughs> uh you know I, if i if i could I'd, I'd bring it back into lexicon but yeah i know it, it is a little bit disappointing you think it has like a cooler maybe a cooler uh connotation but that's that's what it is
0: Speaking of things that should be cooler, uh, I have to apologize to the Joey's out there. We, we do kind of have a, a shitty Joey in this movie. Uh, yeah. Not well represented to the group. But you know, these are actors, script writers. They don't understand the nuance of, of a Joey, you know? So you kind of just had to sit back and, you know, I, I'd kind of like compare this to like uh, your concrete blonde Joey, you know, where it's just like, you, you clearly shouldn't step up to the plate if you don't understand what you're working with here. Yes. Yeah. He kind of stinks. He stinks. <laughs> I mean, they all stink. Yeah, I think that's what, like
1: like I said, like, yeah, most of them, like, most of the characters I think that sometimes it's, it's for the best, you know, sometimes it it lends itself. But in this case, like, I didn't really feel for any of the characters except Candy. Like, I I really did feel for her because I think she was really caught up in the middle and she was just brutalized, like, emotionally, psychologically, physically in this movie throughout the movie. And the whole time, I'm just like, I could just feel for her, like, the entire time.
0: No, I, I, that's one of the things I like about this movie. It's just a dark one. It's it's yeah. not really like a there's heroes kind of thing. You know, like I like a a noir that just is really in the the, the muck of it all. Yeah, for sure. Some real scumbags. Um, and and Skip McCoy, uh, Richard Widmark. He, he's I, as shitty as he is. What a great actor. Like he's oh yeah, cool. Yeah, he really,
1: he just he really turns just... on the dime in this movie a lot. Like he, he goes between that real like sly kind of like. Almost like he's like, he's spoken all kinds of jokes and he's real, he's trying to be witty and stuff like that. And then, and then he'll just hit these like little streaks of like either anger or like brutal beatings or something like that. And it's just like, it's just, it's crazy how he just has that, that switch that he just flips and he's just, he's on. It's, yeah, he did, he, did, he definitely did a really good acting job in this movie for
0: sure. And he was a good canon.
1: Yes, a good, as they refer to them in this movie. They call the Crooks
0: Cannons, in this, yes. so which was a good time. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I, with all the, I like that all the characters are are fully realized. Like it's kind of an ensemble piece, yes. and um, you know, there's no wasted characters, which is something I like about it. Um, yes, everyone's kind of got their deal. You know, you'll meet you meet Mo right after. One. So basically, we realize that Joey has he's been stealing some some government some business secrets formulas, mm-hmm. something like that. There's a lot of a lot of numbers in the microfilm, you know.
1: Yeah, it seemed like it was a formula for some type of like atomic something or other they don't really ever explain it but that that seems to be yeah i mean it's the 50s it's that
0: era it's commies and a bombs you know Yep, that's where we're at i Um, I think at one point they say
1: something about stalin but they say stalin or something like that he says it real weird i forget i think (laughs) it's one of the the detectives
0: or something like that says it and i was like that's weird that he says that if you refuse to cooperate you'll be as guilty as the traitors that gave stalin the a-bomb so katie was kind of just delivering uh an envelope as a she's break she broke up with joey and she's just kind of doing one last solid in which she shouldn't because he sucks yeah uh, richard richard Kylie is joey and um, yeah so she didn't know that uh joey's actually a spy a communist spy she just was just trying to help out but now she's got the g-men on her yeah it turns out that uh skip mccoy is a great pickpocket he got that microfilm uh, no problemo
1: but it's interesting that like throughout that entire sequence it, it looks the way the ca- again the camera looks it almost like she looks like she's looking right at him, even though it's it's split it's it's split up so you're only seeing either his face or his hand him doing it, and then uh-huh. the camera will look at her face. And it almost looks like she's looking right at him, but she's not, and that's yeah. what and and that happens anytime there's like a pickpocket scene. I thought that was fascinating. That every time it almost looks like they're right there seeing what's going on and are okay with it and letting it happen, but in actuality they're not. And I thought that was bizarre. I, I mean, it was interesting. I I, I liked it, but I was just. It just had me perplexed because like I said, like the way it was, it was portrayed to you, it looks like she's looking, almost look, looking right at him
0: like, oh, you're so doing like this? You're, like, you're doing the pickpocket. You think they're looking at you, but it's not. Yeah. You just got to play it cool and, right. and just keep grabbing. Yeah. No, I, I liked it. So government agent Zara, he was, I had candy under surveillance and they were trying to follow her to the leader of the communists ring.
1: The leader of the pack. I thought you were going to make a leader of the pack. <laughs> yes. The song joke. <laughs>
0: I don't have my motorcycle here.
1: I'll say we need we need we need like a sound effect
0: there. <laughs> rum, rum. There you go. He gets police help to help bring this thing together and that's where you get your Dan Tiger, this other piece of shit.
1: <laughs> and I wonder if Mr. Rogers got that from that Daniel Stripe Tiger from this. I kept thinking about that the whole time cuz of Dan Tiger.
0: I like to think he was a big noir noir fan.
1: Good been. Well maybe that needs to be my nickname. Maybe I need to be, I need to be Dan Tiger. You could be Dan Tiger. (laughs) Although the character I wasn't super fan of. I I was a fan of the way he would like growl and like he would say stuff really
0: weird. Hey, look, there's a shitty Joey in this movie. I think he just kinda take the names and leave leave the bad stuff. Exactly, yeah.
1: So maybe maybe I'll I'll try to like you know claim that name and 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 put a positive What about we call you Captain Dan Tiger? I like Captain Captain Dan Tiger. That's
0: pretty good. Captain Dan Tiger, all right. You won the contest. I won, I won the contest. I get the Congratulations. Tote bag. Congratulations. Yeah, dude. You get a tote bag. I wasn't actually going to give you one either, so now you get a freebie. All I wanted. Sometimes that's the only way you can get free stuff is you got to win the contest. You got to give it to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> the fix is in. We needed this uh, for the last movie, huh? I was going to
1: say, the, 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 the real grift here is is me grifting this tote bag from, from, a, from the fans.
0: It's a beautiful tote bag. We, we'll make one more for the fans. Just one. Just one, so you better hurry, guys. It's a race. Totes. Get those calls in. (laughs) The the phones are raining off the hook. Dan Tiger, he has an informant named Mo Williams, Mm -hmm. who's played by Thelma Ritter, who was nominated for an Oscar for this performance, which was actually her fourth nomination. Wow. I
1: mean, she was really good. I mean, her, her character is pretty, I mean, hilarious when she comes in. Yeah, um,
0: but she brings the sadness, too. You yeah, know, she, she doesn't does. want to be buried in Potter's Field, which, uh, spoiler, that's exactly what happens. Yeah. You know, she's just trying to sell her ties and... Make a living uh, like, giving information. <laughs> exactly. You know, and she she finds a way to, you know, like, turn it into, like, oh make a bet or something like that. You know, like, so she's not really squealing necessarily.
1: Right. She tries to kind of dance around the fact that she's giving information, but kind of leads them to the point where they can, you know, in rel- relatively ease figure out who it is that's doing it
0: look let's not go into that again
1: look what do you want from me tiger do i personally raise the price on hamburgers and pork and beans and frankfurters is it my fault that the cost of living is going up these are the prices as of this morning when the cost of living goes up my prices go up when the cost of living goes down my prices go down in my book the price on the board for a cannon is uh,
0: $50. $50? I told you before, we got no kitty.
1: And you're such a millionaire's salary that you can afford to pay me for all my tips? $35. Tell you what I'll do, Tiger. I'll give you the names of eight cannons that fit the job. And I'll bet you $38.50 that one of them buzzed this
0: Miles Wallace.
1: I'll bet you $38.50 you're wrong. It's Skip yeah. McCoy. This is it. after three times being in... uh. And just getting out of prison you
0: get three shots yeah or four yeah. shots,
1: whereas well, three, now, shots or... three shots and then the fourth one you're in
0: right so whereas now prison, isn't yeah. it like a strike three and you're out yeah so we right even like the fourth shot right i think it sounds like
1: yeah i mean they give him a lot of, they're giving him a lot of chances he's he's yeah. been he's been stealing and grifting
0: how many chances do you give dan what's your limit
1: i think it depends on what it is you know what i mean okay. I, I, I feel like anything i feel like it you know it depends on what what what, what uh what happens
0: uh, I, no matter what, I have five chances. And five if, chances? Oh, yep. Okay. If I don't like a food, I'll try it five times. Oh, wow. If that's I don't like a, a person, of... I'll talk to them five times. Wow. Yep. Wow. I mean, that's a lot of chances, especially for food. That's a lot of chances. You think so? Yeah, I think so. If I'm allergic to something, I won't be sure of it until I've tried it five times.
1: <laughs> so all the reactions that you have won't, won't be enough until you get to the fifth time. And then, you then know, I just you'll... like
0: consistency yes and i, I need a tiebreaker too so that's why it's five times i get it yeah you got it's got to be uneven yeah I, I get it you get it i do hey speaking of times i learned to times a scarf this week did you yeah i never really like learned i just kind of would throw it on but there's yeah. ways there's ways to do it did you uh did you youtube it like how did you I did youtube it there was okay. one with like a million views and i'm like this is the one Yep. you know because i just want to fit in so i li- i watched it and they gave three options not five but it was okay okay and uh, there was a good one. The first one was great. You fold the scarf in half and then you just kind of tuck it in. There you go. I, I'm not a big scarf
1: guy. Nothing, nothing against them. I just, I don't think I've ever really had them. I never, I was never really big on, big on scarves. Try a scarf. It's a good
0: time. It's great to get that neck warmth. Yeah.
1: I'm I mean, pretty... now we have
0: masks, but before that, you right. know, you, you'd put that over there, but with both of them in, in harmony, it's been a toasty winter.
1: Yeah. I'm definitely like a, a, like a knit hat guy for sure. Like I definitely need to keep my top of my head warm because I sure. get Cause I get, I get cold up there, but yeah, neck, neck, usually I like to breathe a little bit. I, I, I that, that's like my area that I let it kind of get some ventilation going, you know?
0: Well, I would say if you you know, your scarf is too tight, you shouldn't wear it, but you can sure. breathe. Yeah. I, yeah.
1: Maybe that's what I was doing. Maybe I was doing it wrong. Maybe I was completely uh, cutting off my, my air airflow. And that's why.
0: I'm telling you fold it in half and then just kind of tuck it in. I'll have
1: to watch that video.
0: It's a great video. Hell of a video. Shout out to the video. Wherever you are.
1: Shout out to YouTube. Thank you.
0: Do you remember that your first YouTube video?
1: It's probably a live video of either uh I, I think probably the one I can think of is at the drive in the, the infamous uh classroom video that's been floating around the internet for a long time. I don't know if you've ever seen that. It's uh they uh they well, it was like infamous.
0: Just, I must have seen it.
1: Yeah, it's just like well it's infamous because like there was always like these like stories about where the location was and like the the internet community could never agree on where it was, but they basically played it in this little like schoolhouse. And it was a tour. It was at the drive in a knapsack toured together in 98. And, yeah. And I went uh, on
0: a tour once, uh, my first tour ever. And, uh, I don't remember where it was in Pennsylvania, but the first show was at this place called the wire. Do you know yeah. the W the Y yeah. or W H Y R E. Yes. There's a, at the drive in clip of them playing there. Right. There was, yes. they had a flyer there from that tour. And I, that was when I first learned that that existed. I'm like, Whoa, knaptack at the drive-in. What a great tour. That, must have been. that
1: is quite a tour, but yeah, I, I there's video of that, of at the drive-in playing at that show. But wow. the one that I'm talking about is um, it's called like the classroom video. And it's from like '98. So it's a great era. in at the drive-in, but that one, like always, that was like one of the most influential videos in my life of just like, this is what I want to do. Like, this is why I want to be in a band because of this video. Just like, how animated they are, like how intense they were, like how intense the music was. Like it really just it always grabbed me. So that was probably my first uh recollection. How about you? What was your uh
0: I don't remember. <laughs> I don't even know if I was expecting an answer from you. Um it's been so long. Like how long we've we had YouTube at this point? I think it was only... early two thousands. I also feel like I didn't really maybe like mid two thousands. Um yeah. I didn't really like have like a computer at that point in my life. You know, like, it wasn't like the smartphone and like Yeah. You know, so I was just sort of
1: floating around. Let's take a look on the internet machine. It was created in February of 2005. Okay. That makes sense. So, yeah. Sounds about right. I mean, that, that, yeah. That sounds, I remember
0: being, I lit living in the aforementioned Portland at the time. Yeah. Oh, and I wanted to also say when I found this movie in my life, I was living in Lawrence, Kansas at the time. Mm-hmm. As you can see, I've been around. Uh, L- lovely and, Lawrence. And all, speaking of how many like video stores there were, that was a great video store city. You had Liberty Hall. And then, you know, there was a blockbuster at that time. The library, the public library, shout out to the, the Lawrence Library, one of the best libraries that ever existed, would rent from there. And then also there was a place called Hastings, which I think has closed, but it was kind of, um, they would sell like comics and records and CDs and new movies. But then you, they also like had like video rentals too. And it might was closed. Like- was that go hastings like that it was it, they were, yeah I was exactly yeah
1: I, I used to buy from them yeah i, I, I don't remember hastings yeah
0: yeah it was like very green um so i would go to yeah. like all these places you know I, you just kind of go wherever you, you show up and i remember they had like a great criterion selection and i was just getting into everything you know i saw a lot of kurosawa that way yes and um that's when i first saw this one because i was it was also when i was really really getting into film noir, like just anything i could find devouring it and uh yeah, I found this one and it just, it always stood out to me. And it was weird because Criterion just hasn't done a Blu-ray of it. So it feels like it's just one of those forgotten ones. Forgotten that's what I was going to say.
1: Like, I, I think I mentioned it when we were talking about doing this film is one that I'd always kind of picked up the 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 Criterion, but never actually bought. And I think part of it was because like, I kind of wanted to see it, but it was also like, I was expe- almost expecting a Blu-ray of it. Like, I was like, oh, this has got to be yeah. one they're going to redo. And I just always kind of held off on it. And finally, like we're doing, I'm like, all right, I'm just going to get the DVD of it because... I, I I need to, I mean I need to do it so I can watch this movie, but
0: it, it just um, doesn't seem like it's going to happen anytime soon. Yeah, either.
1: that's that's true too. I was just like, you know what? I'm just gonna I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna buy it and add it to my collection.
0: It's a shame. I think it'd be, it looks like they have a great print on the the DVD. Yeah, I, I think would be very easy to upgrade. Yeah, the DVD print looked good though. I was very no, no like, I was scratches. Very yeah, yeah. No, no. Was, no I, I was very I was very, for a DVD. I was very happy with it. I believe this was uh, in the the film registry as being culturally significant. I believe so. Yes, it is. In 2018, actually. So very recently. There you go. It deserves it. It's great, great film. So they head down to his shack. His shanty. His shanty, you know, kind of on the water. Uh, which is
1: amazing. And, yeah. and, he, and I love his refrigerator that he has, the, the pull-up. Uh, the pull-up box, case. which
0: he, he hides a bunch of stuff into, like including the, the microfilm. Um, Beer,
1: milk, microfilm, you
0: know, all, yeah. all the important stuff. Like a perfect hideout, honestly. Yeah. Like a, a dream hideout. You just got out of prison and you just, you know, back when you could live in New York City and just sort of hide out and afford it.
1: This random shack that just happens to be off a pier. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> a great view though. Yeah, no, I mean, it, it's a perfect place. I I wonder what that what goes for these days. So Zara and uh, Dan Tiger... They, they go to skip, and they're trying to, to get him to give up the film. But he, trying he to shake went, him
1: down a little bit.
0: Yeah, trying to shake him down. Um, he, he had a problem with, with Dan Tiger in the past. They have a history. Some brutality. Some brutality, indeed, which, you know, seeing these guys, hey, you wouldn't think so. They're, they're a bunch of puppies. Yeah, never would not have guessed. Not a Dan Tiger, but he doesn't give it up. He's, he's waiting on a payday on this one. He doesn't care that it's the communists. He just wants to get paid, um, and that's kind of cool. I like that uh, he's not really taking sides on this one, and uh, he, he just follows the money.
1: Yeah, it's interesting. Like because of the, you know, you know, like what you said earlier about Hoover and stuff like that. Like I feel like there was probably a general sentiment in a lot of ways to really kind of like have people prove themselves, saying like, you know, I'm not a communist. You know, I'm I, I'm standing up for America. Blah 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 blah. And it's like he's just like. I'm just me, and like I just want money. Like yeah, he's just like whether that's you know anything about capitalism or not. Like he he kind of really stays you know relatively neutral, other than I mean some some little stuff here and there with maybe a love interest with Candy, but that even of itself it seems a little bit weird. To, you know the, their relationship and how it evolves, I think, is very weird. But ultimately, yeah, it is interesting that he he kind of stays relatively neutral throughout the the whole movie. Doesn't really yeah. get motivated oh, yeah. by any type of you know patriotism or any type of Leanings one way or the other.
0: He's the original Snake Plissken. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. This is this is the forebearer. Uh, um, so at this point, Joey, he's just like Candy. You got to get this microfilm. Go talk to your shady people. See what you can dig up. She's against it, but you know she gets pushed over the the rakes, the coals so much in this movie. Yes. Poor Jean Peters, such a babe too. Yes. One <laughs> well, it, it, well, very he, striking. I,
1: Joey says that this is the last thing I'm gonna ask for you, and then I'll let you go. Like you know, what I mean, like he, like she, really, he really tries to sell her on, you know, rectifying this for him because he, 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 he kind of like worms his way out of everything in this movie. Like it seems like he always just kind of like tries to really stay out of a lot of what's going on as best as possible, and he really kind of puts Candy in harm's way the whole yes. the whole movie. And oh, yeah. and, and he just kind of he, he's sweating it out because you know I'm sure he's got pressure coming down on him from his his handlers in in the in the party, but I think. At the same time, it's just like
0: he just keeps putting her in, into this danger. And, and but I, I do think a lot of that is, yeah, like you're saying, like the commies are turning the screws on him. So he's right. just like, I, we got to figure this out. And he's blowing up at her. And, yeah, she's just caught in this awful situation just, just trying to ditch this ex, you know? Yeah. She thought he had a cool name. She didn't realize, like, he probably, like, made up this name and it was never his to begin with. Yeah. So this leads her to Mo. And, uh, you know, Mo gets to sell the same information a second time, get a couple extra bucks. Nothing yep. wrong with that. Yep. Gets that $50. You know, gets more ties in her apartment, which is just covered in ties. Yep. You know, quite, quite a racket. Yes, absolutely. In Penn Station, there's a, a tie store called Tycoon. <laughs> I love it.
1: <laughs> you know what? As, as for many times as i like been... To- the- I've been around Third Street Station. I don't know if I've ever actually been inside it. Like I've been around it, like in and outside of it, but I don't think I've ever actually been inside or taken the train out of there. Um, the only time I think I've seen the inside is from the movie Blowout, because I love Blowout, the, the Palma
0: movie. Yeah, I was just watching the end of Blowout right before getting here. No way. That's awesome. I love that movie. That and um, oh, what's the, the Rod Serling show, the, the, like his last one? night uh, night gallery uh, night gallery there's an episode of night gallery on it i was catching
1: i always think whenever i think of night gallery i always think of the line and so i married an axe murderer where like where mike myers is saying like there's this episode of night gallery with this thing in her ear and and, and it goes on this like long story uh yeah, to I you gotta see it. Travis,
0: you see um, Night gallery i never really watched it i haven't
1: but it seems cool like yeah. it's always like been a and i feel love like twilight I, zone yeah, it seems interesting. Like it's something I I I would watch. Um, but I just never got around to. It. I feel like I I passed by it, but I feel like on TV. But I feel like there there was like a newer one, and it ends up being that one. I think they made it in like they remade it in the nineties. Oh, it gross. seems it, it seems to be all like that one, and I'm just a little bit wary of it. So.
0: And they're always doing that with his stuff. All those like Twilight Zone yeah. remake. Ugh, no, thank you. Do your no own thing. Yeah. Just yeah, just do something else. You know, he did a pass on the Planet of the Apes script. He did, yes, yeah. that's true.
1: I do, I do love those movies, all those movies, big time. The, the they, original ones. I mean, I'll be clear: the original ones. I love. Um, yeah, I
0: mean, the new ones were fine, but I yeah. had no. Two thousand one. No. Watched them and, and we, yes, of course, boy, what a what a time to be alive. I saw one. that in theaters. Um, unfortunately, I did. I did as well. Yeah, because I loved loved yeah. Planet of the Apes. That was yeah. that. You know. Even though I never, you know, like had had trouble with old movies when I was a kid, like Planet of the Apes just spoke to me instantly. Even though The Simpsons spoiled it for me before I got to see it. Uh, with Dr. Zayas on Ice. <laughs> well, yeah, where they have the musical. You know, oh my God, I was wrong.
1: <laughs> see, <laughs> I, I won't uh,
0: spoil it for anybody, but I, it's a good I, movie. I, as much as I think we've mentioned that I,
1: I I don't really know much about uh uh Simpsons and I didn't really watch it, but I do know all about that specific sequence because of I my fandom of Planet of the Apes specifically. That's why I know
0: about that. I think it even comes up in like the one of the documentaries that's uh
1: Yeah, probably on the
0: set. Yeah. I it's a good I, time. I
1: I love. I, re, I actually rewatched the, all the original ones recently. Like, I went through like literally in one weekend because it's been the pandemic. I was just like, I, I'm running through movies, and one weekend I was just like, yeah, I'm just gonna watch the original five movies in a row. That's ro- how like, it goes in a row, and I I watched them all like over the course of of, of the weekend, and it was fun, man. I I enjoy it. I mean, like I love Battle. I the think I did games. them all
0: in a day last time I watched them. Really? Um, that, yeah.
1: Th- that's that's some. Uh, I mean, they're great, but that's definitely some some sustaining uh, ability there for you to. To, to yeah, do well, straight once, once you're on the planet, you know why not battle for it? Dude, I mean, beneath the Planet of the Apes is awesome. I love, I yes. absolutely love that one. That might be one of my favorites. But Battle of the Planet of the Apes, I think, is probably the most underrated. I feel like because I think that one gets a bad rap because it was like a TV movie, but I I love that one.
0: No, especially the um the uh, the uncut version. Is, is great
1: i wonder if that's the version i have because i have the blu-ray box set so i wonder if that is the version that i have
0: you do well they give the option of both i believe if you yes. have the, the yeah. blu-ray box set. yeah that one that's like uh kind of like a maroon and tan do you have that one mine is blue the
1: box is blue it's like blue is and it? black hold on I, we need some visual folks so i'll give you some play-by-play that joey is now searching for his box set
0: i only grabbed it because i could like literally see it but yeah okay no, so I, I, I don't have that one.
1: I have no. a different one. So I wonder if it is, if mine, mine's, mine's actually like a, a thicker box that has like, they're all in their own individual Blu-ray case. Oh, okay. Um, I think it was like one of those things where like I happen to be walking in Best Buy and it was on sale for like, you know 20 bucks or something like that for all five of them on blu-ray I was like i can't not
0: yeah that's how i got this one too best buy as well
1: yeah i was it's like i like, can't not buy that you know
0: can't not buy the best film series of all time
1: yes i mean as far as sci-fi films go for sure like it's just it's i mean the first one i remember the first time watching that first one i was just like
0: i, like, I, I wish
1: like now like looking back that's definitely a movie that like you wish that you could watch it for the first time again. Like, just cause like all of the discovery in that movie is, is really what makes the first one so good. Like, just yeah. like, like, like as you go through, you're just like, your mind just gets blown. Um, now,
0: of course it got spoiled for us. Cause everyone just can't help but talk about it. Cause it's just so amazing.
1: Right. And we won't do that here folks, but we will just yep. say that there is mind blowing.
0: Yes, absolutely. So what we're saying is watch Planet of the apes. All of them. All of them. They're all great. All the five, all, the all the five of the originals. Yes, <laughs> yes. not two
1: thousand one. Watch the newer ones if you want; they're pretty good. I, I did, I did see all the new ones in the theaters, and I did like them. I um, didn't theater them, but I definitely uh watched so, them when they came out, and yeah, they're fine. The last couple ones I really liked. I feel like they got into a really good spot with them, like I like I, it, where they were good, like decent, and 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 I enjoyed them.
0: That's the guy who's doing the new Batman, you
1: know. Oh, is it? Yeah, I don't know if you noticed or not, but I'm Batman.
0: Oh yeah. Yes. Well, I'm glad you got cast. People were really worried about that Robert Pattinson casting. Huh? Yeah,
1: well, it's me. Okay, I good. am also I'm also Robert Pattinson, by the way. Oh, loved you in Good Time. Nice to meet you. Yeah, I, that was one of my favorite roles. A twenty four needs to give me more roles. It seemed like you really enjoyed that one. I think A twenty four has given you enough roles. You got to calm down with that. With these, <laughs> hey man, Lighthouse isn't enough.
0: Lighthouse is not enough. What an awesome fucking movie that is.
1: I saw, that was a theater watch for me too. But Good Time and and Light Lighthouse were both theater watches and both enjoyable ones.
0: Yes, they are. <laughs> all right but we digress we did digress and i'm just trying to get us back on some sort of track all right yeah so uh, Mo sends candy to skip so candy heads to the waterfront um she's kind of snooping around skip sees her with the flashlight and so when he sneaks in he gives her her first punch of the movie this was maybe the only excusable punch because it just seemed like there was an invader in his place. He didn't know that it was... It was, was dark. Uh, we, don't, we don't know who it is until he turned right. the light on.
1: We have no idea who, who's rooting around in his, in his place. But yeah, I mean, what I was alluding to earlier and we've talked about it a little bit, it's just like the amount of brutality physically that she takes, too, in this movie is is just... It was overwhelming, honestly, to me. Like, I was just like... Just uh, of how much they show, uh, yeah. too. Like, it's just... It, it, There's it no just,
0: cutaways or anything like right. that.
1: It's just like... It was just brutal. Like, the amount of, like, just... Physical pummeling she was taking throughout this film, and I thought it was interesting too. Like after uh, you know she's trying to like kind of make her recovering. There's many times where she kind of takes these falls, and, and these these dudes that are beating up on her, they immediately start rooting around in her purse. I mean, the first time it's it's with uh, Skip, where he's looking for money, and he and he consistently takes money from her, but also later on with joey when he's rooting around for the microfilm yes uh later on so it's just like this constant like thing where like she gets she takes this physical beating and then these men take her purse and then start rooting around it's
0: just like come on man at least skip took the money first you know yeah i guess (laughs) you know where you stand at that point yeah (laughs) but i mean his were both like he didn't know who he was taking money from at the time right you know but still better but yes of course he, so she says, Hey, give me this microfilm. He he's not for it whatsoever. He rubs so her face,
1: she, her jawline. He rubs while. her jaw for
0: quite a bit and then kisses it quite aggressively to the point yes. where like, all that rubbing must have been undone but
1: Yeah. You know. She I think that was the moment where she starts falling for for some reason. I I, I still I still don't understand the attraction that she has for him, but well, the second time
0: I'd say is more when she falls for him because yeah, she, that- she goes in at first and there's no success. And then when she leaves, he's like, all right, let me see what this film is about. Yes. And he goes to the library, I believe. Yes, because that's yeah. where you can see microfilm. Yeah, That's where you can see microfilm, which is a really fun process to watch. And yes. uh, I found myself being blown away by microfilm that you can have so much information, so tiny, tiny, <laughs> and just, yeah. I like the word "tinyly" too. If that's hey, not yes. a word, it should be. It feels like it is, right? Tiny, probably. Like that.
1: I, I Are you tin- supposed to do
0: tiny things, right? Yeah, you do it tinyly. You do it tinyly. I ask, like. I like it. I'm gonna ask Siri. <laughs> <laughs> Siri is tinyly a word? Is tinyly a word? No. Or at least ah. everything that came up was just like Lee as a Chinese surname. <laughs> Dang it. Well, maybe was- maybe
1: we need to start up a new uh, out of the out of the podcast uh, dictionary, and we'll add it to that dictionary. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes the new lexicon
1: yes part of, it's all part of jalopy you know you got sawbuck you
0: like
1: got, cannons uh, cannons yeah I, I i'm i'm here i'm here to make a motion to, to to move that into into our uh lexicon
0: you know it was fun uh they mentioned whips in this movie as cars yes which we still do as a society and I actually this week had like research why that is so it was fun to to see that happen It's because the the steering wheel was called a whip back in yes. the day yes yeah, very cool. So yeah, they were checking on the status of the of the whip. and you got whips, by got jalopies, yep. Yeah, I mean, I literally, it was like two days ago, I googled this, it was very interesting how life works.
1: If for nothing else, Film Noir just gives you all kinds of uh, different pathways that you can go down and, and learn about stuff.
0: It's true, and we're going down South Street this time.
1: Yep. going for that pickup.
0: So he's looking at the microfilm in the library, and he sees the, the formulas and numbers and Presumable atomicness of it all. So when he goes back and Candy goes to visit him this time, he's like calling her a commie. Yeah. He just straight up knows that this is no good. How much did
1: you bring? I don't want to talk about it. Five hundred <laughs> Tell that commie I want a big score for that film, and I want it in cash. Tonight. What are you talking about? You tell me you people are supposed to have all the answers. Tell you what, I don't... Come on, drop the act. So you're a red. Who cares? Your money's as good as anybody else's. (sighs) Now get your
0: stern up those stairs and tell your old lady what I want.
1: A red? Take off. You think I'm a red? I don't think
0: anything. I know. I know what you're after, I know what it's worth. Don't
1: help me. I don't know what you're talking about. You know, all right, but what you don't know is that when I grifted your wallet, I was pulled in by the cops. You know how hard it is to spot my fingers in action? Can't be done, but a guy did it. You know how he did it? He was watching you. And that guy you were supposed to pass the film to, you don't know anything about him either, huh? He's still waiting. He's itching for us.
0: Look, Skip, the way I feel
1: about you, I wouldn't lie to you. You gotta believe me. I gotta believe nobody. I'll do business with a red, but I don't have to believe one. But she and knows she, nothing about it. She, does, she, she, no. she just knows that she needs to get it back.
0: Exactly. This is the, the first she's heard of it, and he's demanding $25,000 for the microfilm. A lot and, of money back then. Yeah. And so even though he's being a, a bit of a, a roughhouser, she, she is now falling for him, even though Skip thinks that he doesn't buy it. Yeah, he doesn't buy it. Which, you know, I guess sort of describes the behavior. Yeah.
1: Yeah, he's definitely, like, has a lot, again, more brutality against her. Like, he, like, he kind of leans into it at first, and then he, like, kind of brushes her off and, like, starts getting real, like, physical with her and starts yelling at her to, to leave and so forth and get away yep. from him, basically.
0: Yes. Uh, so she heads back to Joey, who's there with a, a communist supervisor, superior.
1: Yeah, there was two, actually. There was two guys, right? Yeah. There's the guy at the desk and then the guy on the, on the, on the, the armchair.
0: Well, desk guy probably isn't that superior. He's behind a desk, you know. Armchair. Now that's a boss.
1: An armchair communist.
0: Yeah, that's your final level boss. Final right boss. There yeah. In your streets of rage of communism. But again,
1: we again the camera am- angle is deceptive because it can, a lot of the camera angles is is showing the guy at the desk, and not and up until the very end, you don't really see much of the guy in the chair until the very end when he stands up and speaks and commands that. Like you get that sense that maybe he's you know he's even above that guy. So it's just yeah. like, it's interesting how that kind of plays into it.
0: We're going to be ready for our next fuller with all these uh camera angles and stuff. We're not falling for it nope. next time. Nope, Ra- right right up here. <laughs> um so he says you got a day to get the film back. Here's a gun. And at this point, Candy realizes like, "Oh, hey, wait a second. It's escalating." This is why Skip called me a communist. There's some communism
1: happening. Yep. Nope. It's here and it's happening.
0: So she heads to mo just to kind of be like, "Hey, you got to give give him a warning." And at that point, Mo is unable to. She goes to to Skip to be like, "Hey, give the film to the government." But he's not having it. He, he still it, wants nope. his payday. Yep. Which you know, Mo as a uh, a tie salesman, she gets it. She's, she doesn't want to go to Potter's Field. It's really, yep. she's just trying to buy. <laughs> she says like, <laughs> "What?" She's like trying to buy her death or whatever.
1: Yeah, it's weird. Still an interesting character, though. Oh. I do, I do, I do think she does a really good job of characterizing it, and and she kind of. Is, there's is like a playfulness to her in a, in a sense, but also you get the like, kind of like position that she's in and the, the, you know, the kind of depressive despair. There's that dichotomy of that, you know, um, where she's like doing this was- job where she's like, oh, I'm informant, I'm making this my guy. You know, she has like this kind of persona where she's like on one hand, like she's like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm just being a good citizen and but I'm also making money. And then on this other side where she's like steeped in this, like she knows what her destiny is kind of thing. Or she, or what she doesn't want for her destiny. Exactly.
0: She's self-aware at this point. She's yeah. she's been around the block enough. Do you think it was an Oscar-winning performance? Yeah,
1: I do. Yeah, I, I I think her performance was good. I would I would Or oscar
0: nominating worthy yeah, would, of a nomination. I don't think she won.
1: I would I would nominate her if I had if I had that kind of clout or pull. Oh, I
0: forgot to say uh, when he he when Skip hit Candy that first time. You know, I, I know we want to go back to this scene, but I have to my uh <laughs> You think He brings up his his uh his refrigerator, his rope refrigerator, and you think he's going to pour water on her when she's knocked out, but then he just dumps a beer on her. Beer
1: on her, yeah. This <laughs> is interesting. Yeah, because I thought it was going to be water too, and that's awesome. What a surprised.
0: fucking asshole. Yeah. Yeah, it was one of those Samuel Fuller tricks for sure. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I thought that was particularly uh, interesting and sort of cruel. So Joey heads to, to Moe's. He's kind of figured out where Candy was going for this info. And he tries to get the info from her, but
1: again, you don't notice that he's in in the apartment for a really long time. Like in yeah. that scene, in that scene, because she she walks in and she puts on the record and she sits down on the bed and and she's starting to take off her shoes and kind of get settled. And then the camera pans a little bit, and then you see these shoes, and you're like, "What the heck?" And then like, yep. this dude, this dude's been there the whole time. That that one really got me. Definitely.
0: What are you buying, Mister?
1: The name and address of the pickpocket you sold to a girl tonight.
0: Maybe I forgot.
1: There's a hundred to remember.
0: You pant like a dog.
1: Five hundred. What's this guy made out of? Diamonds? Just give me the answer. Maybe it'll come to me in a couple of days. Maybe you won't be around here in a couple of days. You threatening to blow my head off?
0: Ask a silly question, you get a dopey look.
1: Why are you holding back on me? You'd sell anybody for buttons. Yeah, but not to you, mister. Look,
0: I haven't got a lot of time. You haven't got a lot of time. She's not going to give him up, and he murders her. Yep.
1: Again, brutality against women. It's just in this, in this, throughout this entire film. I mean, like literally, they describe it as blows her head off. Like they even, I think they even said it at one. Oh yeah. No, they. Crazy that they even just say it.
0: They didn't soften it. Nope. So now we're at the next morning, and Skip has returned to find Candy at his shanty, and she knows about Mo's death, and. She blames herself, which, you know, yeah, kind of did lead uh, Joey to Mo. But, you know, yeah, still, you didn't tell him to pull the trigger.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, she's kind of stuck really in the middle. You know what I mean? Like, she, she has all these kind of sides kind of coming down on her. It's know, <laughs> yeah, it's a tough position. I get it.
0: Yep. Skip's just like, you know what, I'm going to go to, I'll go to Joey and we'll try to take this deal over there. But then she knocks him out with a bottle. Mm-hmm. She finally gets her lick in. It was much deserved. I remember thinking that. I'm just like, i hey, yep. good for you. <laughs> yep, exactly. She gets
1: the microfilm. and she. Why
0: don't you go ahead and give one more while you're at it? So she takes it to Zara, uh, Agent Zara and Tiger. But they say, hey, don't worry about it. Take the film to Joey, actually. Yeah. Yeah,
1: they're trying to get, the ultimate goal is they're trying to get to the, the main guy.
0: Exactly. They, they have bigger fish to fry here. And so they say, yeah, we're gonna, we'll follow you. We're right behind you.
1: They got a sting um, going.
0: Yep, but she's, so she's, at, in the,
1: she's in the tub with, in a really weird sequence.
0: <laughs> yes, exactly. Where Joey comes in and she gives him the film, but he notices that a frame is missing. Yes. Because old Skip, he pickpocketed himself a frame, didn't he? He certainly did. He can't help but take a little for himself.
1: <laughs> and, then, and then probably the most shocking part of this movie is, is, is this part now when he just starts brutalizing her and be, and like punching and beating the crap out of her, like straight yes. up. And like, this
0: is where Joey definitely disavows a name like this.
1: Yeah, like I like that's what I said. This was the most surprising part. Of this. As much as brutality we kind of see throughout, like, why just happen? Like, I remember like my reaction was just like, I was just like, holy crap! Like, it's I, horrifying. Like, like, it it really is. Like, yeah. you know, uh, it just wasn't surprising. It was just surprising of seeing like how like just the frank brutalization of her like on camera, and it wasn't even like you know they didn't try to hide it or try to like mask it in any way. You know what I mean? Not at all. Like,
0: like like it's just like here it is. This is it. We can get away with it now. This is yeah. where the film industry is where just really
1: <laughs> Well, I remember I think I, I think I did hear that I mean they were a little bit I think a little bit hesitant, but ultimately they kept everything for the most part besides some of the like the minor changes you mentioned earlier about um, Right. More but we're pushing stuff, boundaries but
0: at this point, you know? Yes, we're feeling for a, sure. a little and especially with such a, a, a sort of spy communism film, yes or espionage, you know, I don't know what, quite what to call it, but you know, there's that, SBS you know, noir. micro, microfilm film kind of involvement, you know, but you're bringing up like communism, which is such a sensitive subject at that time. Like, sure. to Also throw in such a, a brut, brutal, beating, you know, yes. it's risky, very risky.
1: But then one of my favorite scenes in the movie is right after this, uh, when he gets in the, uh, the dumbwaiter, when he's trying, when the, the cops yes. you know, hear, hear, you know, what's going on. They hear
0: so much suspense in this film. It, yes. It's, it's, it's it is well directed. Absolutely, um, it, it has me wanting to see more Samuel Fuller movies. So yes. we'll be we'll be getting to them for sure on the list. Yep. Yeah, he's in the dumb waiter. They're both after him, um, and he's kind of like stuck in the middle at one point.
1: One cop's at the at the apartment. One cop is uh, at the bottom of the of the the chute. Um, and they're saying
0: check the dumb waiter too. Like they're yes. not even like missing him. Um, right. And then eventually he just kind of like pulls the rope and comes falls. down
1: and beats beats the the one cop yeah and gets out
0: yeah it was really cool it was a great 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 yeah oh and you know joey was going through his her stuff when she was right. all beaten up and he, that's how he finds the address to skip yes skip actually and then goes to candy she's in the hospital because a beating like this absolutely is gonna gonna put you in the hospital for a few days well she, did, i think at this point she got shot too didn't she Yes. Because that's, yeah, that's, no, that that's how it. the cops was, got alerted. It was a beat. She she got beat and then shot. She got shot in the stomach because she was yeah. trying to
1: leave and she got shot. So she was shot and beaten and she still lived and she was in yep. the hospital.
0: Yeah. Wow. At this point, Skip's probably like, <laughs> you know, hey, all right, maybe you're uh, you're into me after all. Yeah. Because really... she kind
1: of gives him say, saying like, why I was trying to do this was trying to protect you or try to, you know, avoid anything coming down on him. Um, yeah,
0: no, she's, she's been trying to save his ass the whole time. She, yes. she, she sees something in him. I don't know what, but... I mean, it's an upgrade from Joey. I guess, but it's not saying much. <laughs> it's, a, it's a slow rise to the top, you know? If yeah. these are your men you got, you know, there's not much to, to work with. That's true. Skip heads back to the shack, but he's hearing everybody. They got Joey and uh, there's one other guy, right? One other communist lackey? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, like, he's able to kind of hide underneath the shack he has like a lot of <laughs> stairs and cool little nooks you can hide yourself in and then he, he's able to he's like takes one of them down right or does he just leave i can't remember i, I might like, be thinking of the action from the dumb waiter i think they don't they spot him at one point like the one guy's coming down the stairs that's what it is and they yeah. see him and then he kind of goes off yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah he's able to get away um to go deliver the rest of the microfilm yes or Joey is ordered to deliver the rest yes. of the film. And Skip is able to follow him to the subway station. Right. Yeah. He,
1: follow, he, he follows him, which is a good, se- a great sequence where he like follows him to the train and then they go to the bathroom, y- y- bathroom yeah. and, and, and like a relatively, I mean, they're trying to make a, like a drop, but it's just like relatively out in the open in the, in the bathroom where he just kind of puts it down on the, the sink. Yeah. And, then, <laughs> and then the guy comes in and just like walks over and
0: kind of just picks it up. It was just very like, uh, all right. And then, um, so then he's, he goes after the, uh, the communist ringleader, knocks him out, and then chases after Joey and gives him a nice licking as well. I guess we should say, before, I mean, that was pretty brutal too. I mean, that whole fighting sequence was amazing. Like, just great, like, fi- great fights in this. I mean, as yeah. long, you, you hope they're not against women, but, right. you know.
1: But I, we should also mention before we move forward is that uh, in an allusion to the earlier sequence on the train, uh, when he's tailing him, when Skip's tailing him, he he, he uh, heists the gun from him, from, from Joey. So, yes. he, he, so he steals the gun from him. So, when, uh, so at the time when they're all in the bathroom and Skip is trying to attack the communist guy that's making the pickup of the microfilm, in an attempt to stop him, he goes into his coat pocket. Uh, Joey goes into his coat pocket, he tries to pull out his gun, and it's not there. Nothing he's, there like, oh, yeah. he's like, oh, crap. Which is um, great. Yeah, which is, yeah, great, great uh, thing to show. I mean, yeah, again, he stole a pickpocket at heart. So, uh, Absolutely. Skip. But yeah, that fight sequence was great. Um, I, lo-
0: I love pickpockets i think they there's such an interesting trope I have you ever seen there. the movie pickpocket
1: the the brisson film no oh that's criterion it's on blu-ray it just came out on blu-ray a couple of years ago brisson oh. is one of my all-time favorite directors i would recommend any film that you can watch from him i would recommend but uh he has one called pickpocket which is an ear- earlier issue i've heard of him. it it's excellent especially
0: if you like pickpocketing stuff it is great it almost yeah, i feel like you don't see enough of it and it's such a fascinating uh trope you know it plays like almost like a documentary, which is interesting because it's oh. it, he uses
1: he uses most of his own films he uses uh, mostly non actors, mm-hmm. so they, they, like their only film credits are the movies he has them in, and it, like I said, almost feel it feels like there is a sense of realism to it. So I feel like it's interesting. It's a very interesting film, but you would really great camera angles in it. Yeah, I would highly recommend it. And to our audience listening as well, I would recommend it. Any, any nope, that was film? a
0: personal recommendation. They can't have it. I'm sorry. I, I, Derek. Like, to, I like to spread the wealth though. You know, I I'll watch to... it and then they can watch it, but me first.
1: Uh, okay. Yes. So, <laughs> hold off, hold off watching it, everyone. I'll,
0: I'll give everyone the the green light. Yes. Green um, light from Joey. Unless I don't like it, then I'll. I'll give Joey, it green that, yeah, the Joey
1: green light. Yeah. You need the Joey green
0: light. You need the Joey green light. Yeah, I'll check it out. Uh, you know, you, there's more pickpocketing stuff. Uh, also, out to our audience, create some pickpocket. Go pickpocket some people. Whatever you need to do.
1: Which and which I, I, ironic as I was reading bo- uh, about the film before we got started as well is that at one point they were actually going to name this film Pickpocket. Um, oh, and yeah. This, and, and this came out in 53. And I think the Bresson one, I think, was either 60 or 61. Uh, and, and the reason that they didn't call it Pickpocket is because I think one of the studio heads or whatever said, it sounded too European, quote yeah, unquote. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. And Bresson is in France, and, and it ends up being this, like, art house Euro- European classic film. So, so I, they, I were right. funny. They, they were, were right.
0: They were right. It was too European, it was um, not but for you, Fuller.
1: I think for the better, though. I think, I think, uh, I think it worked out good on both part for both parties. So
0: yeah, and at this point, you know, everything's wrapped up. We're back at the police station. Tiger's like, I'll see you again real soon, Skip. Ah, but you know,
1: it makes that that weird noise that he makes. <sighs> yeah,
0: that growl, that tiger's growl, right?
1: Tiger growl, yeah.
0: Wait a minute, yeah. Dan, so. Dan,
1: Dan Tiger.
0: But him and Candy, they're like, we're out of here. Peace, Peace out. out, movie. Yeah
1: we're done a weird ending a very weird like you know yeah
0: but we beat communism dude
1: yeah i mean whether whether skip wanted to or not that's that's what happened but yeah (laughs) i thought that was interesting like they just kind of left it on just like it's like oh you're gonna be picking another pocket and they're just like no and he's not all right see you later Uh, it's uh, like it's like well
0: you know whatever choose your own adventure you know whatever you you want him to go back to being a criminal uh maybe get a couple more licks into candy you know yeah i think
1: well i think they're they're alluding to i mean i guess the they're trying to make it positive of like hoping that they both kind of move on with each other out yeah yeah and kind of even each other out so i think that was probably i hope so i hope
0: it's a nice gentle ending for everybody i hope hope he doesn't beat her anymore that's not cool no i mean his again were mostly
1: accidental I'm not. I'm not a fan. I'm not. I'm not a fan of that in, in, in this trip. I mean, I, I get. I get the context of this film and, and the bruta- showing the brutality, but it just
0: try to be pro it. I'm just saying. I don't think like Hayes yeah. were more like, oh shit, sorry, I didn't realize you were like that. Was you were the intruder kind of right. as opposed to Joey was just like, no, no here we go. We're, I'm actually beating you now. Yes, that's true. So there's that.
1: But yeah, overall, I liked it. I I, I liked. It. I didn't love it, but I liked it. I, I will give it. I I will give it a like. I enjoyed it. It was a fun ride. It had an interesting plot for, for film noir as far as, like, I love the, wrink- you know, any type of, like, interesting wrinkle, I'm always a fan. But, yeah, I didn't, didn't love it, but it had some definite moments that I really enjoyed. And, and I, I definitely understand why it is, it is considered a classic in, in film noir. I, I, definitely, I definitely could see it.
0: It's, uh, like, very technically well done, I think, is a lot of what it impresses me is just, like... Yes. The, the prowess
1: uh, of, of Fuller in this, in this context, in particular, Exactly.
0: Yes. And it's, it's just, like I said, it's just an interesting story, interesting take of uh, of an era that you don't really get much of in this genre. So,
1: yes, exactly. Yeah, the, the the molding of the the spy aspect with the film noir is, is a nice nice touch. I, it's a nice kind of bring because I I do love spy films in general. I'm a big spy yeah. film guy. So like you know, I I I like if you can marry those two together. I I, I like it. So for that reason, I remember when we when you mentioned it uh, in the last episode that we were doing it. Other than not not seeing it before, but when I read the description of it, I was like, "Okay, I could get into this. I could probably get into yeah, this." So absolutely, I, and I feel like that could be any anybody as well. I feel like anybody that has a passing interest reading it when you read about just even like a one liner about
0: it, you're just like, "Okay, that sounds cool." No, and it, it lives up to that. It lives up to that. Totally, yeah. It's it's all there. It, you know, you can have a good time with it. Agreed. Richard Widmark, he was kind of came onto the scene with uh, Kiss of Death from 1947. Mm-hmm. You ever see that one? I have not, but I
1: know of it and it's been one that I it's been on my list. It's been on he, a long list.
0: He was not uh, he didn't star in it, but he was so noticed in it. He was nominated for an Oscar for his Oh wow. His first. Yeah, that, that was
1: Victor Mature, I think, right? It was a vehicle for him, right? If I remember correctly. I think it was Victor
0: Mature. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Widmark he uh he said he, he disliked firearms and, and violence, you know, despite having played, you know, a substantial part of his career, you know, being cowboy, police officer, gangster, soldiers. Um, in 1976, he said, quote, I know I've made kind of a half-assed career out of violence, but I abhor violence. I'm an wow. ardent, ardent supporter of gun control. It seems incredible to me that the United States is the only civilized nation that does not put some effective control on guns. Wow. And he was a lifelong member of the Democratic Party. There you go. died at age 93 in Roxbury, Connecticut, where I actually know where that is. It's not far from where I come from. So maybe I'll visit him at the Roxbury Cemetery next time maybe, I'm there. Maybe you will have a night at the Roxbury. I mean, I'm always having a Sorry. night at the Roxbury. That's all right. Um, and his performance in Kiss of Death actually inspired the name of mystery and crime writer Donald Westlake when he went under his best continuing and best known synonym, Richard Stark i don't know if you've read any of that stuff i have not um the character parker was well known uh, if you've seen um uh what's that lee marvin movie the killers point point blank
1: oh point blank point break point break yes
0: have you seen Point Blank though?
1: No, I know of it. I've never seen it.
0: Oh wow, you should see it. Um yeah. great film and that was based off of uh, one of his Parker novels. It's a cool. great time.
1: Yeah, I have I've definitely heard of it. I've just never seen it.
0: Or Mel Gibson's 90s film Payback. That was also I do
1: I do I know of Payback, yes. There,
0: there you go. That's this character. A very very cool character, cool books, um great comic adaptation done by the late Darwin Cook. If you, if you love this stuff, you will you would love that. Cool. Um Jean Peters, she was married to Howard Hughes. Fun. She was, Fun fact. Um, They said that she was the only, she was the only person he ever loved. Wow. They, they were divorced in 1971 and uh, she said that she hoped to avoid being known as Mrs. Howard Hughes for the rest of her life, although that would be difficult. Quote, I am a realist. I know what the score is and I know who the superstar is. Wow. Uh, She died in 2000 at 73. Wow. She'd been around. She did a lot of stuff. Um, she, yeah. she especially didn't like playing like beautiful women. She kind of yeah. just wanted to play real people.
1: She retired at a pretty early age, too. Like, like in the mid 50s When I she was so, married right? to, to
0: uh, Howard Hughes, and, yeah. and she kind of she never really liked celebrities, so she was kind of okay with taking kinda, the back seat.
1: Yeah, laying low. Yeah,
0: I get it. Thelma Ritter, who played Moe, she died pretty shortly after. Mm-hmm. After this was done, um, she lived another fifteen years after the film's premiered, but she died of a heart attack in 1969. Hmm. She was also, you know, she was nominated for four movies. That's, that's pretty good for Oscars. Yeah, Yeah. definitely. I can't even get one nomination.
1: Right. What do I got to do guys? We got to write that, that alien noir. That's what we need to do. And then have, and then you have that, that starring role in it. And, and, and win that Oscar.
0: I actually, when we get off the podcast, I think I have a cool idea with that. Cool.
1: We won't, we won't let our listeners in on it. Of course.
0: You can come to the premiere that's yes. all we'll be happy to have we need extras for this film gonna need some extra extras if you know any aliens that would be great you know we, we want to cast you know real people we're not trying to you yeah. know cross the aisles i'm here for it i'm glad <laughs> if you know an alien dan please tell me
1: that would be for outside the podcast okay all right yeah, we're
0: not <laughs> trying to narc on anybody all right guys next week holy shit we're gonna be watching the big one we did it 10 episodes in i think we're ready we are gonna watch 1947's out of the past you've
1: been a lot of places haven't you one too many
0: which did you like the best
1: this one right here
0: bet you said that to all the places please tell me jeff
1: well a friend markham lived in new york we worked with a sort of stupid, oily gent by the name of Jack Fisher. We called ourselves detectives. Find her, Jeff. Bring her back. What happens to her? I won't touch her. Okay. Oh, by the way. You mind telling me your name?
0: Kathy Moffat. Thanks.
1: then I saw her, coming out of the sun. And I knew why didn't care about that 40 grand. <laughs> Do you believe? I could have run away last night. I'd find you. Yes, I believe you would. You're glad you did? I don't know. I didn't know what I was doing. I, I didn't know anything except how much I hated. But I didn't take anything. Why
0: didn't
1: you? Don't you believe me? Baby, I don't care. Beat it. Look at all the angles. You know wit and you know how far he can reach. So
0: just pay me off and I'm quiet.
1: But use cash. Don't try to pay me off with pitch handed to you with this cheap piece of baggage.
0: You killed a man. Do you believe him? Not until you tell me. You believe everything I say, don't you? Everything you say to me, I believe. You know, a dame with a rod is like a guy with a knitting needle. What's he doing here? I'm ready to gush on this thing already but i'm gonna hold off for one week and this is actually gonna be a robert mitchum double feature yes uh we'll tell you the, the next one next week but we're, we're sights you watch yakuza yet oh i did i i forgot to i forgot to text you about that i think all right well we'll talk about that when we get to the next episode yeah. or maybe even after this i mean i could talk yakuza every week it could yes. be its own podcast uh, yes did you like it i'll ask that much
1: i loved it i loved, loved it. it right Ah, yeah, oh, so loved good it. Yes.
0: yeah watch the yakuza but uh you know watch out of the past first or not, you know, but there's no Ron Mitchum. He's the greatest. We're going to get into that. Uh, This movie rules so much. You're going to have a great time. It's never, I don't think it's ever streamed anywhere in the history of streaming. Really? I'm always looking for this movie. It's never there. You might need to rent it. Warner Archive did a fantastic Blu-ray.
1: Highly recommend it. Right
0: now. It's a beautiful print. Um, I mean, really Warner Archive in general, you're going to, you can feel safe with them, but yeah this this movie rules can't say enough great things about it and come back next week and hear us say all of these great things about it we'll see sure, we'll have week. a lot to talk about <laughs> i'm sure we will i think it'll be a lively episode uh so watch out for it we're, we're coming for you next week anything be here dad like dan
1: nope i i think we're at a good spot and i'm looking forward to out of the, out of the past i mean obviously it's a huge out of the podcast right
0: that's exactly
1: i almost said it yeah, I mean, obviously huge influence on, on the podcast in general, but I think it was an, another movie that I think we, when we first maybe started talking about films in general that we liked, one that we both instantly kind of started talking about in the film noir scope is that one that we most mutually loved. And I know in your particular, it's, it's one of your, if not your favorite, I would say. Um, it, and definitely, I, one, definitely one of my favorites as well. It's I, my all-time
0: it. favorite movie. Yes. Um, beyond genre, beyond anything else, please come back next week and find out why. I think we're ready for it. I wanted to make sure we were a, a well-oiled machine by the time we got to it and I think we're we're on the streets now.
1: Yeah, man. The rubber, the rubber the rubber
0: has met the road. <laughs> Ooh, I like that. We're a two-lane blacktop over here, right? Oh yeah. Hell yeah. Watch that movie too. Uh
1: Well, that's one of my all-time favorites. I yeah. absolutely love that movie.
0: You know, watch that on a on a Tuesday and then you know, then do out of the past on a Wednesday and Come listen to us on Thursday,
1: and then you'll know you'll, you're actually having a good weekend. I mean, jam a, a little,
0: week. jam a little, Dennis Wilson, if you need to. Oh,
1: uh, my favorite never beach boy. Never a bad idea. The, the, the best beach boy. The best beach boy, 100. The only
0: one that could surf. I mean, that's he's not, he never lied to us.
1: Nope, and he had a great solo record in the late seventies.
0: Um, yes, and he would have had a great second solo record if we ever got to it. Yeah, stay out of the water, folks. That's that's our advice this week, and uh, we'll see you bone dry next week. See ya ta